This is a first. We are live and we are at the Planted Flag in Medina and we are going to talk about purpose. And we are here with the Young Professionals. Let's hear it. They have purpose, folks, and you're about to get an earful of it. Next. Pressure is on. Boy, is it. <laughs> Let's get cooking. This is Purpose Under Pressure brought to you by the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training, Service Sales Professionals nationwide from their Akron and Columbus, Ohio locations. They are one of the highest performing Sandler Sales Training affiliates in the nation, and they will make a difference for you and your team if you will look into them. So check them out online at therubygroup.sandler.com. This looks different, folks. We are live today at the Planted Flag in Medina, Ohio, and we are here with the Young Professionals Association, who is going to make a ton of noise right now. Okay, don't ever do that again. <laughs> but we wanted to do it once. This is part of the Greater Medina Chamber of Commerce, and we are going to talk about, of course, purpose. But we're going to talk about it from the point of view of a young professional. And so that's what we're going to do today. We have three guests to talk with. They are Ashley Powell, the HR retention manager with Sandridge Craft Foods, also a licensed life insurance agent and the recipient, this is good stuff, of the 2016 Athena Young Professionals Award and the 2020 Leadership Medina Emerging Leader Award. So welcome, Ashley. Also, Ivy Power. Uh, who is the marketing and contracts manager for RL Hill Management. She is a Medina High School graduate and currently working on a business administration degree from Cleveland State University. And Terry Green, the director of LEAD Institute, Custom Leadership Training and Community Impact as part of the Leadership Medina County Program. So a real quick welcome to our guests, Ashley, Ivy, and Terry. So let's get into it. Folks, I don't know what's going to happen here. We're going to do our very best and, and hopefully come across with some great things. But we're going to talk about purpose. And I'm interested. Ashley, let's start with you because I'm looking at you. That's really the only reason. Um, tell me a little bit about, we talked before about purpose of young professionals, what we're trying to accomplish, how we're trying to accomplish it. What is that purpose, if you can encapsulate it for me? So for me personally, I think um, trying to build a life, build a career, and build a family at the same time is pressure in general. I um, got, I went to school right out of college to go back and get another degree. I entered the workforce, and I also had a child pretty young. So the pressure I felt like was always there. There was pressure from my parents pressure from society. I feel like I was constantly trying to overcome stereotypes and um, excel in my career. And so trying to do all that while also figuring out who you are as a person can be complicated. And it's important to ground yourself and find out your reason why and hold on to that. So I really appreciate the fact that that's where we're coming from today. For me, it's always been about faith and family. Um, I spent a lot of my younger years trying to figure out who I was. I am not coordinated at all. I was tall, so people automatically assumed I should be playing basketball. <laughs> um, due to my melanin, people think I should be coordinated and be able to dance, couldn't do that, couldn't sing. And so trying to find my peripheral person, 
purpose was a struggle when the world kept trying to tell me like what that was supposed to be. And what about you, Terry? Do you find that people, that young people see these stereotypes as limiting? Do you find people, young people limited because people see them in a different way? I think the beautiful thing is, is that um, they probably feel the stereotype, but they're fighting the stereotype. And that's what I love about the younger generation is they're all about purpose and they're all about, you know, they're all about change. And they're, Brian, I'm, you and I are in the same generation, right? Okay, so we're the Gen Xers. They, they want to change us, yeah. <laughs> right? And, but all for good reason, for all for good reason. And I think that's what's important is they, everything they do, they've got to have purpose in. And, you know, you said it earlier, it's like, as long as we're open to it, I think they, I think the world that we have ahead of us is, you know, we may not be here, but, um, but the world that we have ahead of us is a really great thing because they just, they bring so much purpose to everything they do. And why do we fight that, that they have that to bring? Why do we in our generation fight that? Why are we the friction? Because, and then I think well, that's part of who, what our generation is, is we're all about, we're not as open to change. Now our generation, the Gen Xers are more open to change than the baby boomers. So when you're, you know, and there are some, you know, some of us, some of the younger professionals have older parents, so they may be able to relate with that, but we're all about keeping things same, keeping things the same. How many, how many times have you guys in your, in your workplace, have you heard, well, we've always done it this way. And do, are you guys just like cringing at the sound of that? Right. So, um, I just, I think it's so cool what the younger generation brings to the workplace. Ashley, do you find that the older generation holds you back that we don't allow you to speak in and make the change that you're trying to make? I think that it's hard to bring people together as a whole. I would say that the majority of the people that have experienced older than me do have that mentality um, because it's proven, it's tried and true. It's worked for 40, 50, 60 years. So it must be the way to go. And so it does seem to be a harder fight to bring innovation and new fresh ideas to an older generation. Yeah. And what kind of uh, what, what kind of stress does that put on you? Have you ever found yourself in a spot where you just couldn't do the thing you wanted to do? It is the right thing, but you weren't able to do it because of that pressure that holds you back. Yes, I've been in that position um, when it comes to business because I'm always thinking I'm a single mom. I have children. So if I do take that leap and I lose my job, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to feed my kids? And so that fear has crippled me. Um, and some decisions that I wanted to make for that reason. Yeah. What about you, Ivy? Have you been in that situation where you wished you could have done it differently if you had a second chance that you'd have, you'd have done it differently to kind of break through that pressure? So um, I think a lot of it is um, like having an internal sense of, of fear, um, like a fear of failure. So that's something that internally you kind of have to get over. Um, but I know that with... Um, like when I started the position that I'm at now, um, there was something that I would have to choose between because it's a small business and I knew that what I was doing there is something that would fulfill me more. But at the same time, it was there was another position that I had an opportunity to go and join, which would be better for me um, on paper, I guess, um, but not necessarily, you know, Fulfilling. So that's something that, you know, you have to weigh the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But our generation, and Carrie, maybe this isn't here in this, our generation says, come on, we've already done this. We've been there before, we've got the trophies to prove it. 
Just come along and do it our way. Why is that, Terry? Why do we do that? Why don't we listen? We don't like change. So it's, you know what? And probably because we've seen things that our parents have done and the experiences that they've had. When you think of like, you know, the job, like jobs. So we've seen our parents get laid off from jobs. We've seen our parents, you know, they're the, the baby boomers and the traditionalists were all about, you know, loyalty to company, loyalty to the, to the business and the relationships within the company. And, and as, as you go down into the generations, there's less loyalty to the company and more loyalty to ourselves. You know, we're loyal to our careers. They're loyal to their, to their careers. They're, they're loyal to work-life balance. So it's, it's about the loyalties. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that, Ashley and I. Let, let's talk about the idea that there's the corporate world that expects revenue and profit and stocks and success. And I don't know that the young professional values that as much. Am I accurate or am I doing a stereotype there? Or is it more about the change that I can make and the improvement in lives that I can make? I think we all want the same things, but I think you see it differently. Am I right? I would say by and large, without trying to group everyone in the same boat, um, but that people in the younger generation do crave that experiential work experience. Um, what can I do? What change can I make? How they want to know why? What is how is my role impacting the overall goal? Not necessarily what is the overall goal, but how do I play into it? Uh, eventually, we see that in HR a lot, and recruiting and, and things like that. It's not the general compensation package that's enough for people. How does the company? Uh, support the community. How can I be a part of that? What can you do for me? That's a lot of what we're hearing uh, as people come through our HR. So Ashley, help me with this. You have a purpose in life. You know what you want to accomplish in life. You're an HR director. How do you accomplish your purpose in a corporate world with a corporate job? How do you meld these things? I think that's how we're going to grow together is we're going to figure out how to meld this. How can you accomplish your purpose as an HR director? Uh, what I understand is that companies can't work without people. And there are some people who ha have been there, especially in the manufacturing world, who understand that we have to fulfill customer needs. We have to make sure the product gets out. And in order to do that, you need a wide variety of things. And so I think the more that me, myself, or other people can pitch how their personal purpose can impact that, the more that it becomes understanding. And it almost needs action, you almost need proof. And the moment that they realize that your purpose and your passion actually does create that productivity, that's when I think it starts to melt and to blend and then they support that. But it does take time um, and it does take proof. And so sometimes you do have to take a risk and a leap, um, but then I think it does eventually pay off. Another thing is to set boundaries. So if I'm expected to work 40 hours a week and I'm not getting that fulfillment during that 40 hours of my career, then I'm gonna have to use other times to do that. Sometimes taking a lunch is hard, but during that 58 minutes that I have on my lunch break, I might need to do something that's personally self-fulfilling if it's taking too long to get that through the traditional corporate path. Yeah, Ivy, do you find that, that in your role, you're not actually able to, to express your purpose and do the things you wanna do because the corporate world wants a certain thing. And if so, how do you combat that? 
I think in my role, um, my role is pretty straightforward in terms of what I need to do. Um, and I think that that's something that plays a role that I guess people my age don't really necessarily like have a good handle on. Um, is that sometimes your job is just your job, um, and you kind of have to look deeper and, and find out where where your purpose within that is. So within my role, um, it's, it's it's like I said, it's straightforward. I have a product to produce, and I have to get it where it needs to go. But deeper, like further than that, it's helping the business that I'm working for, you know, develop. It's helping it grow. I work for a small business, so. What I do is important, um, and I think that that's just something that that gets looked over a lot, um, especially in larger corporations. Um, I know that a lot of a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people my age, um, they they don't feel seen, they don't feel heard when they're working for bigger corporations, and they have a hard time placing the importance of what they're doing or the purpose of what they're doing um, within that environment. Yeah. So who's who? Who has the onus here of change? Is it the corporate that has their path and what they're trying to accomplish, and you got to do it my way, or is it you that has to figure out a way to accomplish the things that young people are trying to do, which is amazing, even in a corporate world? Whose job is it to give? I think that that's that's the the you know the professional, the young professional, um, the young professional's role to to give a little bit in order to gain. Yes. Yeah, I think they need to um, kind of look deeper um, and figure out what what is motivating you. Um, I feel like a lot of people see a job as, you know, this is, it's just the thing that I have to do. Um, it's something that I need to do to get by. It doesn't matter if I like it or not. It, and then they get stuck in this rut where they don't really, um, they don't have motivation to do what they're doing or even to find what they're doing. They don't have the motivation to do that because they think it's, it's you know, in a box, it's contained, it's something that they don't really um, have the room, I guess, to, to explore further. Yeah, yeah. And, and at some point, do you say, I just can't get it done here? If, Ashley, you have, you have I think you said you have kids. If you're not able to fulfill your purpose, do you just give up your job at the risk of your kids? Or do you keep on trudging along? And how do you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish with the constraints that I've got to have a paycheck here and the old fogies like me are running the store? How do you how do you kind of consolidate that? I think you have to give yourself grace. I think it's patience um, and balance. So you have to be able to take a step back and understand overall what the company needs from you. Um, and then also find small wins. So you might not win the war, but maybe you won the battle. So if it's just one thing today, I accomplished three out of five things on my list. That's one more thing yesterday. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Um, I have learned that with that, I reward myself. So if I sit here and I work on a spreadsheet for this long, then I'm going to go and get myself a cup of coffee as soon as I'm done. I love coffee. Um, and then it's really communication. So I did inform you know, supervisors when I'm not happy, but that didn't come easy. That's only been recently. When I first started off, communication was hard for fear of retaliation or just not even being able to find my own words. So I think it's complicated for the young professional because you're growing as a human being as you're also growing as a professional as well. And so give yourself grace, 
celebrate the small wins and understand at the end of the day, it's a job, but there's a lot of those out there too. And you got to know where your, your line is. And once that line is crossed, I encourage anyone to be true to themselves, but also as you're giving yourself grace, give others that grace as well. Um, understanding that there's a company to run, there's a product to get out, there's a customer to fulfill. Say on the rule, only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day, we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're gonna lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. See, I love this. And Terry, we're going to talk about one thing in a second, but I, I, I've heard a lot about you got to go find what you love. Find what you love, find your passion and do your work. Well, you know, unless you're like, if I'm an artist, it's hard to make money. If I'm a drummer, I, there's only so many rock bands, right? It's hard to find passionate jobs that are going to pay you to do the things you have to do. So you have to find your purpose in your work and realize that it's eight hours a day that you're working, but eight hours that you're home with your kids and eight hours that you're sleeping, it's actually more time being yourself than it is at work. So what do we need to do to allow this next generation to impact us properly in the right way? Where do we need to give? What, what's on us to make this work really well? We need to listen to them. We need to listen, need to, listen to them, yeah. We need to listen because if we don't, then um, they're gonna leave. I mean, I remember when I was in college and they said, you know, and, and I'm, well, I'm 54 years old and they said, and you will, you will, you really you will change careers seven times in your in your career lifespan. And with this new, with the younger generation, they're gone within a couple of years. If you are not, if you are not giving them purpose in their job, and you are not listening to them, then they're going to move on, and you're going to have turnover that you don't even know how to handle. And that's what we're seeing today. And you know, I want to say that's on us. That's not on them. That is so not, we, not we as employers get mad because they leave. Yes. They, they leave because we're not giving them an opportunity to do their purpose. We're not respecting what they value. We're not respecting. And that's truly what it comes down to is that we're not respecting what they value in a work, in work and in the, in the culture of work. What do you see that you're proudest of? You work with a lot of young people and develop young leaders through Leadership Ashland. And, sorry, I did not do that. I do not take ownership for that. What do you see as a common denominator of, that you love that we overlook in this young professional and this next generation? That their that their willingness to be innovative and make change, and and if we as as older adults do not respect their voice, then they're going to leave us. And and it's interesting when you when you truly do sit down and you listen to them, it's amazing what they bring to the table in terms of. Uh, innovation, changes in the workplace culture, and and just you know we're we're they're all about this work life balance, but they 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 work to live, and I think that is just I mean we could take a lot away from that because we have given so much of our time to work, you know the the you know forty hours a week, five days a week. There's just no balance there. And to Ashley's point, you know you're trying to they're trying to balance what we balance, but their values are different, so they're struggling. There's more pressure on them 
because of what they value. Ashley and Ivory, you have value, Ivy, I'm sorry, you have values and you have purpose and you want to accomplish certain things. You've got one life to do it. What scares you? Is there anything that scares you that I'm not going to live up to what I'm meant to do? What scares you? This will be the last question that I ask and we'll start to get to the end. Um, that reminds me of a, a poem about, um, it's a fake tree. And it's a girl that's sitting under the fake tree and she's looking up at all these things that she wants to eat, she wants to eat all of them. But she can't. She can't make a decision and all the things fall down. And she actually can't eat any of them because they're on the ground and they're rotting. You know? And I, I think about that a lot when I think about all the things that I want to do within, you know, professionally and personally. Um, and I, I'm always saying that there's not enough hours in the day to get everything done. Um, and so sometimes that, that puts a fear in me and I get hung up on that. But you have to, you have to take a step back. And that was something that I talked about um, earlier, which, you know, stepping back to the bigger picture. Um, so I think that it's really important to regularly check in with yourself, figure out where your priorities are because they're, they're ever changing. Um, so I think that doing that regularly and checking in with yourself, um, take, take away that fear a little bit of, of not being able to do everything. Actually, what about you? What scares you? Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. I would say I'm less fearful now today than I would have been three years ago, but that comes with experience. So I was at a job for almost eight years. And I couldn't imagine leaving. Um, my values were tested and I made the decision and I left. And then I survived and then I thrived and I didn't think that would happen. And so I think the longer that you live, um, the more experiences and risks that you do take, that you realize you're gonna be okay, uh, the more that fear goes away. Um, and just trying and just doing it. Uh, I liked what uh, Christy said earlier when she was, when we were having an open group discussion about you can be afraid um, or you can fly, and which the purpose is you're not going to know unless you try it. Um, so fear does sometimes hold me back from making those decisions. Brian, you and I had a conversation earlier this year at Cool Beans, and you encouraged me, just do something small each day. So I'm going to repeat that. I'm giving proper credit here. Um, if you just put yourself out there and try and do it, I think that the fear almost starts to subside. Yeah, good for you. And, and what you just said makes me feel, and what I mentioned to you guys before about just shipping things, the conversation that we had, that one conversation, didn't generate a dollar for anybody. Have the conversation, help help people, and and, and, and listen on both sides, and that's, that's really cool. Guys, this has been amazing, and, and I just can't, I, I, I just, I wish I was younger, I feel younger, I'm not younger, I'm 56, and I feel it in my bones, but my spirit is young, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you, and I, and I thank you for everything that you're doing um, as, as a group, and all of you around the table as a group of young professionals trying to move things forward. I know we make it hard. I know we do, and I don't think we're going to stop, but keep on pushing because the onus, I believe, is on you. I think the onus is on you to break through this. And, and others like other old folks, old fogies, right? Break through. Don't let, don't let us tell you you can't do it. Don't let us tell you you're doing it wrong. 
show us how to do it right, and we will do it right, Terry. We'll do our best to listen if we can. I love hanging around young people. This has been so much fun. Special thanks to the planted flag. I don't know if they can hear me. I don't know who can hear anything around here, but we're, we're we, you know, thanks for hosting us tonight. Thank you to uh, Melissa Warner of Insight. Thanks for the free beer for everybody. We appreciate that. We've never had beer before on the Purpose Under Pressure podcast, and this is the first. I hope it helped. And so that's a good thing. Also, thanks to Gabby Pergura of the Beehive um, for doing like everything else. And so thanks for all of that. Thank you to our guests, for Ashley and to Ivy and to Terry. Thanks for being a part of this show. Um, you are all tremendous. And thank you for being a part of Purpose Under Pressure. You will uh, find all past episodes of Purpose Under Pressure at brianmediastrategies.com slash podcast. This program is brought to you by the Ruby Group Sandler Training um, Sellers Under Pressure to Perform. Sandler helps you succeed in the Ruby Group on purpose. And so we do this every week. We don't do it live every week, and God knows I'll ever do it again. But we did it this time. Sometimes, folks, you just got to push the record button and see what happens. And so we'll see what happens on the other side. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show. I appreciate it. Folks, we'll see you next week. We'll see you here on purpose.